calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious podcast that hops into the DeLorean, travels back to the past, and gives you all those nostalgic feels. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is Chris. Hey, guys. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. But if you've been in the DeLorean before, welcome back. On today's episode, we'll be talking about new nostalgic news, including It Chapter 2, and I mostly just want to talk about Chris's reaction of Avengers Endgame. Plus our featured movie, The Mummy. The Mummy. It's been 20 years. Can you believe it? 1999, baby. It's going crazy. Anyway, but before we get to that, Chris, what's up with you? Not much. I mean, um, what I do? I went to San Diego to watch the Dodgers. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then... Um, Oh, I went to Texas to visit a friend. I went to San Antonio. Okay. And he- Texas is awesome. San is Antonio, it? I've never it. been there. What's, uh, what's what's so good about dumb old Texas? It's cheap. No, that's that's from SpongeBob. And what's it from? <laughs> SpongeBob. Ah, uh, what's yeah. so great about Texas? Yeah, no, that's what Patrick says. He goes, I know. What's, this, what's so great about dumb old Texas? Yeah, and then uh, so, apparently squirrels from there are dumb. Yeah. So. Anyways, what's so good about Texas? I mean, it's cheap. It's just cheap? Yeah, it's cheap. That's it? Yeah, well, okay, look. I went out there to visit a friend I haven't seen in a while. Last time I saw him, I was at his wedding like a year ago. And then um, it was a great weekend. We just hung out. I told him I didn't want to do much. We just hung out. And we went to like a street like festival. that uh, It's like a Mexican um, heritage thing that they celebrate out there. So it's like a street party. What part of Texas is he San in? Antonio. Okay. So... I was having a great weekend, and then on Monday, I was there till like, 8 o'clock at night, but they had to work, so I didn't have a car, and I'm like, I'm just going to order Uber Eats, so I ordered Uber Eats, Uber Eats gets there, and they're, they're freaking dogs, I opened the, cracked the door to say hi to the Uber Eats lady, both the freaking dogs run out the door. Are they small dogs or big dogs? They're like 25 pound dogs. Okay. So, they bolt out the door. <laughs> Right? Well, at first I like push it shut because I see him running and I'm like crushing him and he's crying. So then I kind of try to get my arm in there and, you know, just try to loosen him and pull him out. They both bolt out the window. And I'm telling, I don't know why I'm telling the Uber Eats girl to do this. Like it's her responsibility. I'm like, grab the dog, grab the dog. (laughs) And she's like this. She's like this young girl going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So here I am. It's humid outside. I'm barefoot and I'm chasing these two damn dogs down the street. Right? (laughs) Well, what did you eat? What did you had, order? I just ordered Jersey Mike's. Say if I knew what it was. Ah, Jersey Mike's. You went through all this trouble just for Jersey Mike's. For Jersey Mike. Well, no. Now I had to chase these damn dogs. What happened? I know. So I it's all because of Jersey Mike's. I'm it's, saying if it was something good, like eats. it was something you could only get at San Antonio, maybe it'd be worth it. But well, you know what? I chased these these dogs for about ten minutes. Thank God they went the same way because I don't know if I'd have to choose my friend Mundo's dog or his wife's dog. So they both went the same way. Uh, thank God the like the boy dog stopped to pee. So I tackled him, threw him over my shoulder, 25 pounds, started chasing this other dog. Mind you, let me remind you, I am 
barefoot. Right. Running, running in the heat and it's humid and I want to die. <laughs> and it's like two in the afternoon. And I finally, thank God someone didn't pick up the dog's crap because it's, she stopped to sniff it. And I got her and I'm literally holding them by the necks with my arms on the ground panting because I'm just so out of shape. I'm so tired. And all of a sudden I hear behind me, are you okay? And this is Uber Eats girl. She drove down to where I was and asked me if I wanted to ride back. And I left their, their house wide open. Did she, did you get in her car? I, yeah. She goes, do you want to ride back? And I was like, oh, please. Please. So you put the dogs in her I, I, car? But, and, and she had three car seats in the back. Oh my God. And I'm God. like, uh, you only have car seats. She goes, that's fine. Just put them on there. That's hilarious. And here I am drenched in sweat, panting, no, no shoes on. And the girl's like, Man, that was scary. <laughs> I'm like, right? They're, I'm like, they're not even my dogs. So, that's my trip to Texas. But wow. besides that, besides anxiety from two dogs almost escaping, been, uh, I've been that's pretty good. Funny. But uh, I even asked his wife, I'm like, so if I chose his dog over yours, what would happen? She goes, I'd probably never talk to you again. And I was like, oh, I knew it because I probably would have picked her dog. Really? Him, he probably wouldn't have talked to me for a little while. But then, right. we, yeah, Mundo would forgive me. That's funny. So, that's about it. That's funny. And then the San Diego trip, how many games were you there? Just one. Just one? Yeah, it was fun. We won. Dodgers won? Yeah. Go Dodgers. So, cool. That's all I've done. That's funny. That's that's it. Uh, what's up with me? Uh, well, today I finally got to see uh, the movie Us by Jordan Peele. It was pretty good. I actually was expecting a little more. I mean, what I do you mean it. more? Like, I haven't watched it, but what do you mean more? I don't know. I just, I guess because I saw it like, I don't know, like six weeks after it was released. Like, everyone was just talking about it and like, oh, this is amazing. And it's good. Like, I'm not saying it, but I don't know. Maybe it was just a little overhyped. I had some issues with, excuse me, with it, but it's overall, it's pretty good. I hear he's terrified of rabbits, and I hear rabbits were in that movie a lot. Oh, Jordan Peele is? Yeah. I didn't he know. He said that. he's terrified of rabbits. They were interviewing him. They said, why yeah. rabbits? He goes, Rabbits are terrifying. He goes, they've always scared me. I don't <laughs> know if he was rabbits. joking, but he sounded it's extremely kind of, well, serious. Well, people were, because it's taught, the whole movie's about doppelgangers and stuff, they thought, really? like, multiplication, and that's what rabbits, like... Multiplication? Is this, like, a math movie? <laughs> no. Because I'm not good at math, it. Max. Oh, well, there's some math in it. There's more than one person. Oh. Everybody has a doppelganger, so... I should probably watch uh, it. Yeah, it's good. theater? Uh, I saw it at the cheap theater in Pasadena, where it's super ghetto, and... I paid two fifty for it, and you know it's it's this How movie big is the screen, theater like where twenty inch, huh? How big is the screen? Like no, 20 it's pretty inch? big. The, yeah. but the seat is like like it's almost broken. It's like stained and it's like barely hanging on. It's there got stains like, from yeah. that dark. It's it's atmosphere. nasty. Okay. So, but but the thing is, is like it's old school, so you have to like enter. It's it's two levels. So, but the way you enter into the theater is the middle of the seats. So literally, uh, like I remember movie yeah. theaters like that back in the day. Yeah, it was dumb. So like literally, you either are <laughs> it below was dumb. below the screen or literally above the screen. So I went with below. Anyway, so I saw us. The other thing was last weekend. Um, there is a churchwide rummage sale at my church. We last did week. Every year. This was last week. Okay. And I found the biggest score. In vinyl records. What did you find? I found original, like, Beatles. Like, before Ringo was even part of the band. Really? Yeah. And, like, and they're in pristine An condition. Huh? An album? Yeah, vinyls. Wow. Like, the, well... 
Yeah, the vinyl, yeah. Like, it was from a lady who passed away, so, like, she was, like, a cat lady, so, like, literally all of the covers are all jacked up, but the actual vinyls itself are, like, pristine. But like, doesn't the sleeve make the money? It's kind of both. It's both? Yeah. Like, it's Have you both. listened to it? Amazing. So, but it's not that. I, like, I got, like... I mean, did you put on I got, like, 35 player? of them, 40 of them. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I got, like, Janis Joplin. I got Jimi Hendrix. Here? They're over to my right. That big stack I got all from wow. this past weekend. They're I got like a couple Beatles. Oh. Yeah, dude. They were called the Savage Beatles. The Savage Beatles? Savage, bro. And then, yeah, dude. And then I got a, a Led Zeppelin two on there. I got just like all the, um, uh, like just, just so much. I got so much. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's He's a literally annoying. like sweating right now talking about it because he's getting so excited. <laughs> No, it's cool because these are like. Did you show your dad? Because your dad. Yeah, he was albums. tripping out. We were uh, we were looking at him for like an hour and a half. How many albums does your dad? Have? His dad has a huge. Max's he has dad over has a 2, huge 000. album collection. Over two thousand. Like so, I was bringing stuff to the collection that he doesn't have. Like my dad's like, hey, I don't own a house. I don't have much to will you, but I got my records. I'm like, shoot, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I have like um, the Bee Gees before Saturday Night Fever. I got like um, Your dad has Rolling some good Stones albums, from like 64, 65. I got some classics, and these were ones I would never like pay what they're worth, like 30 to 50 bucks. I paid three bucks each. There you go. Let's do it. There I you go. I love it. Yeah, my dad was tripping out. Oh, I got a bunch of Santana, like first. Santana? Yeah, dude, I 1969, dude, his first one. <laughs> what, what year? What year? <laughs> You're dumb. You are dumb. This is a family. This is a family show. I know. I, okay. I, I laugh because it's you a funny You laugh because I said Santana. Yeah. And it sounds like San, Santana. Santana. Like the, like the Satan. Santana. Santana. Oh, Carlos Santana. Anyways, so, um, yeah. So you went to Texas and I got good finds. Cool. I almost lost dogs. You found records. Good hey. job. Hey, it's the circle of life. All right, so... Um, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, we have a few nostalgic news that we want to talk about. So, without further ado, here's the news. Here's the news. Another action filled adventure. Alright, the first thing I want to talk about is Chapter 2 of It trailer just dropped. Did you see the first one? I saw the first day, yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. It's really good. When did it come out? Like two years ago now? Mm, something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I need to rewatch it, but I liked it. It's really good. So, what did you think of the trailer for It's pretty creepy. Two? Yeah. Looks creepy, especially when one scene looks like, well, first off, scariest thing is that old woman butt naked going after that girl. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see this movie. But yeah, it's going to remind me of The Shining. That freaked me out, too. He's making out with the well, old Well, Stephen King is yeah. you know, writer. He's all about those old naked women, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it looks creepy. Like, it looked like, um, crap, why can't I think of the clown's name right now? Uh, Pennywise. Right. Looks, the one scene where he's, I hate in scary movies when people's, like, faces, like, melt off and they, it looks like he's, like, tearing off his face. Well, I think that that's, creeps me out. I don't think that's actually Pennywise. I think that's, uh, Henry oh. Bauer. Okay. Because he comes back yeah. in this one. They think he's dead, but he comes back. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. Look creepy. I don't, I, I'm really excited for it. I really like the first, uh, movie. I thought it was me too. really well done. Um, the, I was listening to the, the, uh, audio book of it, but it's literally 40 hours. 
So, like, I switched phones or something, and I forgot where I was in my place. So, I forgot where I am, but I was, like, I don't know. I was probably something like 20 hours in. It's so a like, 40-hour audiobook? Yeah, dude. It's If you've actually seen the book, it's fat, dude. Well, it's like the two VHS. The VHS is a couple it's of those. It's huge. Like, if you go to a bookstore, if they're, Remember the like, VHS? Target, because there are no freaking bookstores, look for it, and the thing is, like, they only have it one in one shelf because you can't stack more than oh, really? one behind each other because it's so fat. The the VHS has had two tapes with it too. It's like Titanic size. Yeah, dude. So yeah, no the original big VHS is big. Yeah, audiobooks, big book. No, like when you're about to read it, it is a commitment. Like you gotta stick to it because it's crazy. Damn. So yeah, uh, no, I'm excited. I I love James McAvoy in it. Um, Bill Hader's in it. Uh, I think it's gonna be a good good one. Me too. A good Stephen King chapter two. Did the first one scare you? It wasn't scary, it but it was It was scary. Creepy. I liked it. It was good. I thought Bill... Was it Hasgard? I think that's his name. I don't know. Uh, I thought he did... I mean, he's great as Pennywise. Yeah. Like, he's a creep. Yeah. I mean, he played he played a great creepy, scary clown. I mean, that. him and Tim Curry. It's just like, you know, yeah. what preference? I, of course, Tim Curry's yeah. performance as Pennywise in the first movie is, like, iconic. But yeah. I think... This one in this newer version is iconic in its own way. It's good they so, didn't they didn't ruin the, yeah. the the originals. So the next thing I want to talk about is uh, Avengers Endgame, and if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame yet, first, what are you doing with your life? It's been like at least three weeks now. But if you don't like the MCU, then why would you see it? Ex- exactly. But so we're gonna it's... talk about that. But anyways, I don't know. I I don't trust people who are like. Like, you don't like that. It was like, can't trust you. You're probably people who eat pizza with a fork and knives. If like, you could get rid of, well, you haven't seen Game of Thrones. If you get rid of Game of Thrones, MCU, Harry Potter, uh, what was it? The, it was on Instagram. There's like five things they ask if you get rid of Star Wars, Game of Thrones, right? I thought it was Harry Potter. Potter uh, there's like, uh, what is it? MCU. Uh, there's like five. I, I can't remember. I have to look it up. I don't have time. Lord of the Rings? You probably... Well, you haven't seen... Yeah, Lord of the Rings is one of them. But you can get rid of Game of Thrones because you've never seen it. Yeah. I, me and all my friends agreed MCU. You guys are dumb. Nope. Anyways, what were your thoughts on Endgame, Chris? Uh, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Brace yourselves. Yeah. Say that one more time. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. I wasn't impressed at all. What were you impressed with? Because there's a lot of... Uh, uh, I don't know if it's called plot holes or gaps... Uh, what was like? This is legitimately here we go. making me mad. Why? Why? I'll read it to you. I'll read it to you. You read what to me? Hang on, all my texts. No, because... like I'm really like upset. Okay. Because you're actually discrediting yourself as a as a movie reviewer. <laughs> I didn't like it. I thought it could have been better. How could it have been better? Okay. Uh, here what we go. are you reading? I didn't. My texts to who? All, to all my friends. We talked. Oh about my it. gosh. And a lot of, a lot of people agreed with me. I a thought the whole Thor fat depressed was kind of annoying. Like, no one in the theater was laughing except the guy who was laughing hysterically next to me. I didn't think it was funny. It wasn't supposed to be funny. It was, no, but they were trying to be funny. No, it wasn't. It was It was annoying. actually deeper in his character. It was like, oh, this is... And how did Captain, Captain America have thunder? Odin said before, Hammer never gives you the ability of thunder. Only focus your power. You're the god of thunder. That's what he told Thor. So I don't know how Captain America all of a sudden could have... Uh, what is it? Lightning, thunder, whatever it is. 
Okay. But he uh, was able but to... they're not supposed to change anything in the past in order to not destroy the present and the future. Instead, they kill Thanos. Captain America goes back to the 40s and marries his girlfriends, changing everything after that. Then leave Loki to flee in 2012. So, took the past Gamora into the present. So, there's a lot of stuff I don't like because they kind of contradict what they say in a lot of the movies. So. Well, anytime you do a time travel movie, yes. there's going to be holes but, and stuff. Side note, I thought it was hilarious, all the Back to the Future references and stuff in the movie. But, no, I... I had problems with this stuff. I didn't hate the movie. I had problems. You just with had problems with the tr- time travel stuff. No, I just have track. I have problems with some of the stuff they're saying. Don't do this, and yet they do it. Okay. Yeah, because they're they're. And then and then and then Iron Man. That's that's literally my prediction is based off the things that they warp. That's actually where the next story. Then Iron Man goes, oh, uh, well, we messed up here trying to get uh, uh, trying to get this from Loki, so. I might have an idea. And then they go to the past and he meets his dad. How did they know it was going to be there? Because they just knew. It, they just knew. He so knew. we assume that we know that he just knew. Yes, he knew. See, he just thought it. No. There's a lot of writing I didn't like. A lot of stuff I didn't like. Okay, first of all, the whole Thor thing, actually, Thor's character was my favorite part of that entire movie because Fat Thor. And then weeks, Weak, Smart, Sweet, Gentle Hulk was annoying. All right, let me talk about Thor first, okay? okay? So, Thor, his whole character was, hey, he, like, failed. And in every movie that he's in, he doesn't do well with failing. His, he does above and beyond. And he couldn't stop Thanos. And even by killing Thanos, it's Let me still rephrase that. I thought they overdid it. Overdid. They overdid the whole depression thing and all that. I, I think didn't, I thought I it was real. Yeah, it was. It was funny, but I actually like. I think one of the best scenes in the entire movie is when he's talking to his mom and she's like, "You know, you're you, you can't be the person you're supposed to be. You got to be the person you are." And then, man, that's like so they just, good. They well, I didn't hate that part. I'm just saying they they, they just pushed the. I'm I'm like I get it. He's depressed. He messed up. I get it. But you guys are just pushing it too much. Okay, well, and thought, then weak ass, the Hulk smart like oh yeah, I control. Hulk was kind of weird. It, I, I didn't were, like that. They were, they were mirroring the comics a lot, but but I didn't. But the didn't, thing is, is because they didn't have a quote unquote um, comic relief because Spider Man's gone uh, for the most part. Ant Man was gone. I mean, he came in halfway through the movie. Uh, Star Lord was gone. Drax is gone. A lot of their comic relief was deceased. So I think they had to make Hulk kind of that. I didn't hate it, but I think it was overrated. I thought Infinity War was perfect Marvel movie. So the first time I saw it, I thought Infinity War is better. I saw it the second time and I was like, oh no, this movie is good. I saw it twice and I'm like, no, I feel the same. so good. No, I think Endgame is going to be one of those movies where the more you watch it, the more you appreciate it, the more... Mm. Man, they had freaking twenty two movies to put into to. And to I appreciate one. that, but you know, it's kind of like how it's kind of like how how Game of Thrones went. Dude, they killed Thanos right in the first fifteen minutes. I'm like, what? The they're not supposed trouble. to change the past. They went in the past and killed past Thanos. But that is so comics, dude. Every and then they were all surprised about who Captain Marvel was. It's like, who yeah, they told them? us. 
They who, trolled us. Who? Yeah. Did you see Captain Marvel? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I did see Captain Marvel. Yeah. No, so. the, it was kind of a troll move, but I'm glad because it it would have been weak to like Captain Marvel of all of a sudden this big character and you well, know, she, she, there was no built up. Disney was stressing like how she doesn't save the day. That she doesn't save the day. I think they were saying that. Well, spoiler alert, by the way, if you haven't seen, I'm about to spoil the ending. Yes. Um, Iron Man, Tony Stark does save the day by putting on the Infinity Gauntlet and kill himself basically to save everybody. But she does kind of come in and save the day by coming in and destroying that whole big ship. Mm-hmm. You know? And Disney kept saying she doesn't. This uh, bringing in Captain Marvel's on about her like saving everybody, but she kind of did too. If she didn't do that, then I don't think they would have been able to. Well, get... like everyone had their role. Yeah, but she had a big role. So, <laughs> no, I'm saying no, I'm saying I didn't have a problem with it. But the right. only problem I had no, I was when saying. I was watching it. I remember thinking, okay, they were talk- Disney was talking about how Captain Marvel isn't the one that saves friend. a day, huh? Desi's your friend. Just I can't hear you. Desi's your friend. Oh, I said Disney. Oh, Disney. I thought Disney you said Desi. is like the point of the Captain Marvel being introduced to this is not she's the hero. She doesn't save the day, but she kind of does. She goes yeah. and destroys that ship, but they, they kept stressing she's not she's not the one who saves the day. I get it, Tony Stark is, but she kind of had a big big part in making sure Tony Stark could put on that. Yeah, so yeah, I, I give it like a six point five to You're seven high. out of ten. You're high. So I'm lost for words. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> Coming for the guy who likes to meet the Deedles. I'm not, I'm not comparing it to meet the deals. We agreed I'd pick some movies I used to like that are real crap now. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay, well. What? You think every single person in the world liked this movie? Or am I the only one who didn't? No, I'm sure there's other. I just, that movie's good. I had problems with the writing. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Yeah, you've... But when you think about all the other stuff they talk about and say you can and can't do and then they go and do it. Yeah. I mean, that's time travel, though. And I think the things that they went back and they changed your problems with it, I think is exactly where... And so what, the Red Skull the, just takes the, the... What is it? The, is it the Life Stone? The Soul Skull. The, the Soul Stone. He's just like, yeah, I'll take it back. Well, we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, the Russos talked about it, and I don't want to spend more time on this. Yeah. But, like, there, it's out there. Well, just you wanted it. to talk about it. Yeah. So the Red Skull just takes back the Soul Stone. Like, oh, yeah, uh, Captain America. Yeah, no problem. I'll take it back. So, if they don't answer that, then garbage. Well, we well the Loki thing, he's supposed to have a TV show in the, like, Disney Netflix thing. About so, him escaping? Like, no, it's literally about time travel. I guess we'll see, but I was upset. So, that's setting things. that up. I think the whole Captain America thing, I think there's going to be ripple effects from that. What up? Red Skull? Uh, Red Skull? I don't know. They just said that. You don't think know, that's kind of stupid? Like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to go return to him. No big deal. I mean, um, what's her name? Sacrifice herself, but. Black Widow? Yeah, Black Widow. Yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. See, there's And flaws. I think Guardians, uh, Guardians Volume 3 is going to be a lot about Gamora and finding Gamora. Because she's missing at the very end. You see. Did she Thor, just disappear because she's from the alternate? The, when he snapped his finger, everyone from the alternate uh, timeline disappeared. That's a good point. So that's a good point. That's why I n- thought she was gone. I didn't think about that. 
We'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out. Anyways. Anyways, this isn't about no, Endgame. This is not about Endgame. But this Max is heard about... me before this episode say I didn't think it was that great. So I had to, to talk, talk about it because I thought it was cray cray. What? I, do right. I have bad points? I have my points. I have a lot. Of Our next guest, whoever that is on this show, we're going to talk about this again. All right. Because I'm not going to be the only one. All right. All right. So enough about Endgame. That's 2019, but 20 years ago. Yes. On May 9th. Going back into the past. A little movie called The Mummy came out. It was produced by Universal Pictures. Yep. It's a great one. Here's the synopsis. So it stars Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss and... Brendan Fraser mm, plays Weiss, my yeah. girl, my girl. Your girl I had a your huge girl? crush on her after this movie. Anyways, go on. I'm sorry. So Brendan Fraser plays an American serving in the French Foreign Legion, and they accidentally awake a mummy who begins to wreak havoc as they search for uh, gold and this book, Book of the Dead. But then this mummy Emotep comes, and he's gonna wreak havoc. On um, Cairo, Egypt, and the world, the world. Uh, for his long lost love, long lost love, long lost love. What's well, lost love and love love? <laughs> long, but what's her name? You kept on saying it. Makam Simone or something like that. Makam Simone. Hang on, where is it? Let me try to read it. I bet I can't even. Okay. Amaxa the moon. Amaxa the moon. Wait, say it one more time. Amaxa Simone. And sum the moon. Anaxinamun. One more time. Anaxinamun. There you go. <laughs> Anaxinamun. But uh... oh, it's so good. All right. So this movie is obviously based on the classic movie from 1932 with Boris Karloff, as he played Emotep, directed by Carl Freund, uh, who was the cinematographer like of anything good in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, specifically the 30s. He did. Metropolis, Dracula, and he actually directed uh, The Mummy in 1932. But the one in 1999 um, has this kind of rebirth of The Mummy franchise. And it's not a reboot. Per se. It's more of a remake, a retelling. Rebranding. Uh, I would say it's more of a inspired by. It's its own thing. I, I, so it just took the name of it yeah. and did their own thing. Yeah. But it's called uh, The Mummy. And the budget was about $80 million, which is a lot, but still... Well, back then, you were paying top dollar for Brendan Fraser. 90s, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) I wonder how much he made for this. Yeah, I wonder. No, um, but $80 million, like, that's a lot of money, but it's not, like, top dollar. Um, In this movie, man, it made over $450 million. Like, this was a blockbuster juggernaut. It made $43 million... um, in its but the opening, opening weekend, weekend, right? In the U.S. And, yeah. So, before we get into our thoughts and just about the movie, I just want to go over the cast because that's one of the, the strengths of this movie is the cast. So, we talked about it. Uh, Brendan Fraser, who is our action hero, kind of our Indiana Jones, he plays Rick O'Connell. And, uh, of course, Brendan Fraser, up to this point, he did Blast from the Past, in 1999, he did George of the oh, Jungle. Oh, God. I, in that's a terrible movie. George of the Jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, 
He did this baseball movie in 1994 called Scout. Uh, he was also an Airheads. He was an Airheads? Yeah, with my boy Adam Sandler. Yeah, he was one of them. It was him, Adam uh, Sandler. I'll have to re- I don't remember. Yeah. And, uh, of course, he was in Crash in 2004. Yeah. I still don't know how that movie won Best Picture that year. You didn't uh, like that movie? Eh, well, what else came out that year? Mm, exactly. I don't know. Crash. <laughs> I'll look it up. <laughs> and then, uh, right now, he's in this uh, DC TV show called Titans, which I think is... Based off the Teen Titans, uh, we have Rachel Weiss. What's up, girl? I love you. Who plays Evelyn or Evie? Uh, she's from London. She's mm. she's, a, she's a British actress. She's beautiful. Uh, recently, she was in the favorite. It was nominated for Best Actress. Was she uh, the leading role? No. Uh, she, oh, sorry. Best Supporting Actress. Supporting. Okay. Yeah. With uh, Emma Stone was in that one, and it was like this weird kind of I... love triangle thing. I, I wanted to see it. I didn't get to it. It's called The Favorite. came out in uh, 2018. Uh, she was in uh, 2008, Definitely Maybe. I like that movie. You seen it, Ryan Reynolds? Definitely I don't think maybe. I've seen it. It's good. Good one. Check it out. Uh, but before The Mummy, uh, she was mostly just in like British films and on BBC things. And The Mummy really opened the door for her to be a big Hollywood star. And Honestly. I, yeah. Without The Mummy... We wouldn't know who Rachel likes. She was like my huge crush for a long time after really? this movie. Yeah, I had never no idea who she was before that. And Nobody. then I saw this movie and I was like, oh, I love you. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, John Hanna. And uh, he plays Jonathan, who is the brother of Rachel. Uh, he was in Four Weddings and a Funeral with Hugh Grant in 1994. Um, so he's done some things, a little smaller mm-hmm. things. I think he's mostly known for Jonathan. Um, and then we have Arnold... Uh, Vaslo, who's evil. Evil, damn. <laughs> he's also in uh, the TV show 24, and he's in Blood Diamond. And uh, he's just a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking. He's a good-looking... Like, uh... Yeah, like, he makes bald look good. Yeah, he did. Yeah. When I was in that movie, I was like, oh, I He's a, he's yeah. a good-looking fellow. Yeah. No, wonder, we... no wonder the Pharaoh's girl went for him. I know, dude. I mean, we haven't gone there yet, but you know. Yeah, you know. Um, and then we have Kevin o- O'Connor... Who plays Benny? Uh, he is a uh, he's a scumbag. <laughs> Benny? Yeah, yeah. I love to hate him, dude. Uh, but Kevin O'Connor, he's also in Igor, uh, Van Helsink, who was also directed by um, Stephen Summers, which leads me to Stephen Summers. He directed and wrote this uh, The Mummy, and he pitched it to. He Universal. wrote it. He, yeah, he was one of the writers. There's three writers. Okay. But um, as he was talking to Universal, he kind of had this action comedy love movie and he wanted it to be kind of scary. And then they were talking, well, what about Mummy? And like, so he wrote it with the Mummy. Uh, but he also did Deep Rising, which um, Kevin O'Connor's also in. I don't think I ever saw it. that. No? No. I don't think I've seen it either. Deep Rising. And then he's also in the Jungle Book live action. No, not the one that okay. recently came out that was directed by John Favreau. This one was um, in nineteen ninety four. It was a Disney movie. Was it terrible? Uh, the Jungle Book. I, all I remember, I remember watching it as a kid. I just remember that Luke Kang was in it for Mortal Kombat. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was in it. I don't so, mean to go back, but they just announced a new Mortal Kombat movie. By the way. Well, it's been in production hell forever. Well, yeah. I mean, they just is it actually going to happen? Something, yeah. Someone, my friend just texted me today saying it was happening, so I haven't ch- crossed They've been talking about it for that. like yeah. years now, like but six years. We're going to start a hashtag called Not My Mortal Kombat Movie because the original is the best. We should review we that should. movie. We yeah. should. That's a Mortal 
Anyway, so um, surprisingly enough, Steven Summers hasn't done a whole lot besides the uh, the Mummy franchise, the new one. Uh, it's crazy that this movie did so well and nothing. Well, it is. We have the Mummy. We have the Mummy Returns. We have um, the. Did you do Scorpion King? Lee, the Scorpion King, and then the Scorpion has a bunch of like direct to DVD yeah, movies. Yeah. Um, but other than like that, he did Van Helsing in two thousand four. And he also did the G.I. Joe, yeah. The Rise of Cobra in 2009. So, that is our cast. It's really great. There's some other ones in there. Um, oh, Jonathan Hyde. How can I forget about Jonathan Hyde? He plays Dr. Alan Chamberlain. Jumanji. And he's the dad and the hunter guy from, yeah, from Jumanji. Jumanji. Very great actor. Can't forget about Jonathan Hyde. All right. So, anyways, um, Chris, when I say The Mummy 1999, what are just some boom? The first Just thing like, I think of? Yeah, first thing that... Honestly, Emotep. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to say that all the time. I used to walk around the, the house like a zombie going, Emotep. Because honestly, back when I... Well, how old was I in 1999? I was like 11. I was 9. You were 9. So I was 11. No. Okay. 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm two years younger. Two years older. Yeah. So I was 11. So, I don't really care about the movie. I just cared about the pretty girl and Emotep and the violence. At 11 years old, you just cared about the pretty girl. That's all I cared about. <laughs> That's when I realized I like British accents. But, this... uh, no, honestly, what I, besides the Emotep, because that's all I really would always say, is uh, the CGI. I think At this was like a revolutionary so... time. Like, this movie, like it was around the same time as The Matrix. So, all this cool same stuff year. was coming out. Yeah. So all this, this is when CGI was really taking a turn and going like, what, what, super realistic. Well, like this is, this is the time where you start seeing most of the movies being like any special effects is mostly being CGI. Yeah. And when he, that sand, I remember watching like the, the, the commentary about special effects. I think that's like one of the first times they did like motion capture with someone's face because they yeah. did motion capture with his face. Yeah, and it's crazy because you know a year later they started making Lord of the Rings and Peter Jackson was doing that. You know, two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. So it's when CGI really started. Um, I can't think of the word right now. Evolving. Well, yeah, evolving it was it was like the first time where they started doing motion capture. Yeah. So yeah, I mean this movie. There's a lot of just crazy special effects and still to this day most of it yeah, holds up good. well and you know i think there's this is definitely one of those markers where it's like hey cg is good like you can make it look good and it could still hold that's up. what i was trying to say yeah and and you know the matrix too and it's the same year but um i mean yeah i remember when i saw this did you see it when you were nine? I did. I you saw were it sheltered, so, you know. I, I remember my mom and dad. I was not sheltered. You were sheltered. Uh, I was out to see this movie, though. My mom and dad were looking at the LA Times, and there's the calendar section, and it was it was a Sunday, and they had a big um, spreadsheet. Like, it was the mummy's face. Right? No, it, no. Was the, it was the picture of the mummy where he's, it's the emo type scene where, like, Part of his uh, face is, is still like uh, still kind of mummified, yeah. and he opens his mouth, and all those flies come out of his mouth. So I just remember that, and my mom goes, "Maxie, you want to see this? It's gonna be <laughs> like kind of scary. It looks kind of good." I'm like, "Yeah, that looks cool." You know, like I'll see it, and I remember seeing the theaters. We saw it in the uh, in Old Town Pasadena. Does scary at all? Not there anymore. Um, I don't remember. 
remember being scared from it. I remember being like creeped out, but I just remember like thinking it was like really cool. I think because it was PG thirteen, like I'm like, oh, this is like a big kid movie, right? Like this is like a teenager movie, like got to be cool. You know, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Like the CGI, even like, um, like right before he gets the last, what is it, the last person to totally reju- to revive himself? Yeah. Like when he just has a hole in the face. And one of those beetles crawls from the neck to the mouth and he crunches right. on it. It looks so good. Right. Like, even now. So, we're kind of assuming, if you're listening to this episode, that you've... You've seen it. You've seen it. So, but basically, what happens is, uh, Brendan Fraser's character, Rachel Weiss, they go on this, like, expedition. Uh, they have this key, and they're trying to find the Book of the Dead. It's this treasure... They accidentally... No, they're trying to find the other book, not the right. Book of the Dead. Oh, right. The Book of... Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, it starts I'm in not A. Gonna yeah. Say it. Yeah. So, you're right. And then there's this another uh, another group of Americans, and then they're just trying to get the treasure. They end up resurrecting this mummy, and the mummy wants to bring back his love, and it was a forbidden love. It was the pharaoh's wife, wife or girlfriend. The curse is with the mummy. He has, like, all this supernatural... You know, He's abilities, but all the the plagues from the Bible come with them. So uh, the whole thing is, you know, Emotep is trying to suck the life out of these the American guys who takes these opened jars. up the chest that yeah. had the book in it, right? Oh no, um, no, they opened no, up. No, it's the, like his like soul yeah, or whatever. And it said there's going to be a curse. Anyone who opens this, Emotep yeah. will basically so revive what's, himself. What's from really you. cool about this movie is. It is, um, it's this unique balance of action, comedy, and horror. Mm-hmm. And um, I was listening to the commentary by um, by the director Stephen Summers, and he was saying that was one of the hardest things that they had to navigate. Was he wanted a he just didn't want a scary movie just to scare you. Cheap, he scary you know, romance, yeah. action. He wanted all that, and and that's really hard because he was saying like during screenings and stuff, there'd be certain things where they wanted to be scary, but people were laughing, and there were certain times where like there was gags that were actually interrupting the the flow of things that were supposed to be scary. So there's like certain. Um, he kind of wanted an Indiana Jones feel then, right? Yeah, well, but Indiana I would, Jones it's more, I would say it's more scarier than Indiana That's what I was going to say, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think it's like, it's really hard to do comedy. It's really hard to do horror. And I think it's hard to do both. Yeah. You know, and especially. And, and there's a little bit of romance. And put romance in all that. Mm. So I think that, I think like one of the scenes where I think they nail it is when um, Kevin O'Connor's... Uh, Character Benny, when he first sees Emotep, and you know, Emotep's backing him up, and, oh, and yeah. it's like pretty scary. And just the CG in that is like awesome because the lighting, and he's got this torch, and he's just backing him up, and he's getting all these That's medallions, yeah. and he starts praying in different languages to, yeah. and different gods. And it's this scene where it's like, oh, it's intense, but it's also kind of funny. And he brings up the star of David. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, it's the." It's the the he starts speaking uh, Hebrew. It was a Hebrew. Yeah, and then the mummy goes, "Oh, the language of the slaves." Yeah, I could use you. Yeah, there's use for you, and so, but that's I think that's where you that see this funny. movie where it's like it can kind of do, it could it could be scary at times. I wouldn't call this a horror necessarily. Like comedy? it's no. it's more like 
jump scares, it's, it's yeah. creepy. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just, that's what I always appreciate about this movie, is just the, the balance between comedy and, and horror. It was well balanced. One of the things about this movie as well is just the locations. And Where did they film it? Well, it was, a lot of it was in England, but most of it was on location in Marrakesh in Morocco, which is northern Africa. And yeah. what's beautiful is, you know, um, Stephen Summers said part of working with their $80 million budget was, you know, they couldn't make these giant extravagant um, sets inside of a With that uh, money? Studio. No. So, like he said, but building into, like filming in a desert, you're able to, like take shots and, and like yeah. have it long. So a lot of the shots that they did that were supposed to be a night, they actually did during the day. Um, and most of the like shots that were in the tomb was on a sound studio, but all those desert shots, like that's not CG. That's all in Marrakesh or that's all in, you know, Morocco. So I think like to this day, it's just like beautiful landscapes and, it is good. and just the way that they, you know, just shoot the desert and almost like the desert becomes... Nowadays, they just use like green screen. That's it. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Even they don't like, make movies like that anymore. No, like Game of Thrones and stuff. But there's yeah. something like... I think we see the, the balance of both because they'll have a... They'll have like... Especially when the first shot, um, when it opens up and it's ancient Egypt. Okay. Um, that was like the sand. They were, they were in the desert. But they build upon it with CG. That was and all actually, CG. that sh- first shot, that like, just as them panning, and you see like them building ancient um, Egypt. The city of the, and, was that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and they're building the pyramids and stuff. Like, that cost $200,000. And it took over two years to just develop and make that because of um, just the camera. And uh, it's one of the most famous That's shots. That's crazy. Yeah. So another thing that's really awesome about this movie is just like I think the action, and not just that there's scares, not that there's just humor, but there's some yeah. pretty good action. What What was your favorite action part? Um, actually, I really enjoyed the first scene where you are introduced to uh, Brendan Fraser's character, uh, Rick you... and Benny, and then just this like you have these marauders and you have like the this army and they're going after each other. That's and... like the first time you realize, okay, that, I mean, when you see Brendan Fraser, you assume it's not going to be serious, but when you hear The Mummy, you think it could be a serious, scary movie, but then as soon as you see the two guys throw their guns and run away, like Benny, yeah. then you know it's kind of going to be a funny, scary, and action-filled movie. But yeah. go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt No, you. no, it's good. And, and I think like that, that scene in particular, I think kind of sets the tone where it's funny. Oh, there you go. I like it. And like, but yeah, I mean, to go to Brendan Fraser, like, this is the movie that I think he's probably most known for. This yeah. jungle. I like Bedazzled. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think you, you think of Brendan but Fraser. But this is yes, like, the you mummy. Know. But and it's funny because it's like a lot of people have actually not liked this performance by him because they feel like he's so modern and it's supposed to be a period piece in the nineteen twenties and. I he's mean, just like he's very Brendan Fraser in this. I don't. He, to me personally, I don't mind. But he's not. He's Brendan Fraser in every Brendan Fraser movie, minus Crash. But you know, he was even pretty Brendan Fraser. In I guess so. <laughs> but uh, my favorite scene in this is actually the boat scene. 
the boat scene when uh when the guards the pharaoh's guards were trying to stop the americans and brendan fraser and uh his crew from going to the city of the dead or what was the city called uh i don't remember but that city to go find the gold because they know it's there and then you know all this the the place lights on fire and then he throws benny over the edge and i laugh i know it's probably not that funny when he goes benny goes hey uh look who has all the horses he goes hey benny look who's on the wrong side of the river yeah and he i goes, thought that was hilarious hey, Okada. i thought there he goes looks like we yeah. got all the horses. the horses hey benny looks like you're on the wrong side of the river and he's like ah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. But I think the, the 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 most comedic part of this is the the chemistry between uh, Benji and O'Connor. I think Benny, yeah. Benny, Benny. I think it's hilarious. They're hilarious together. Yeah, they're they're like it's funny because they have like military experience and they're kind of goofs and they hate each other. Yeah, but they act like they like. But they each like other. each other because at the end they like, respect each other. He tries to save them. Like yeah. Rick tries to save Benny, and but it took him like point five seconds ago. Okay, later. Well, they gotta go, man. Yeah, he was he was stuck. It, he just goes goodbye. If I really loved that, that was like someone nah, I really dude, cared he was, about. He's a Connor. He's like goodbye, Benny. Yeah. Uh, Benny. So, am I saying it, Benny? Benny. Benny. There you B-E-N-I. go. B e n i. Yeah. So, if you cared about him, you would have tried a little harder. <laughs> I mean, I get that. Rock I mean, was he was still a jerk. So yeah. Another cool scene that I like, and it's like kind of. You know, it's probably not one of the most iconic ones, but I, I always thought it was cool, is uh, when uh, Rachel Weiss's character, Evie, is in the library and you first oh. meet her and she's like on the uh, ladder in the library and she's like reaching. And then um, what's crazy is that was actually a guy in on drag on, like, really? on the ladder. That was real. That was a pretty like, guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you know, juggling back and forth. And then that whole... Does he really knock him over? Yeah. No, that they did that in one shot. And... Well, they only had one shot. Yeah. Here, right? they, they did that all in one shot. And, um... You so know, basically Steven... the, the bookcases fall like dominoes, but it's like 20 no, it, huge yeah, but bookcases. But what's cool about it is the entire shot is a 360 degree shot. So, so full... it's one take and you see it. And the camera does this full 360, and everybody wanted uh, the director, um, Stephen Summers, who's like, no, you just, you just got to do 180, just, you know, oh, cut really? it. And he's like, no, I think we, we for this to work, it needs to be, 100, uh, it needs a, to be 360. a 360. And so it took five hours just to rig the lighting for it. As what do you were, mean? Like, to make sure, because with cameras... When you move it around, like the lighting changes. Well, it's going to adjust, yeah. So they had to adjust all of the lighting so that when the camera moves around, that the lighting it still like is blur and stuff. yeah, and it's still consistent. So, um, you know, it's just it's just crazy, like that one little thing, and and how long it took them to develop, and they say it took yeah. days for them to master. They spent a lot stuff. of time on this movie. Yeah. So, and I think that's what I appreciate it, especially listening to the commentary, was just how much care went into this movie. And, I don't know, I think it's it's a, it's a little dated, but I think... What, the way it looks? Like the CGI you think's dated? Uh, to today's standards, it is. I think it... Yeah. It doesn't look bad, though. It doesn't look terrible. You can tell it's like, it's like you're on like a, like a PlayStation 3. <laughs> Some of the CGI. Yeah. 
But uh, what always trips me out is that literally like when they're in the airplane and because I remember, I don't know why this sticks with me so much. The first time I ever heard of motion capture of a face was when they did that sand scene where he's trying to um, crash the plane he and his have, face yeah. is in the sand yeah. and it's literally his face when it's moving. And I always thought that was crazy. I think that's why I started like falling in love a lot with technology. So I'm like, this stuff is crazy. So I still remember watching that. I watched that like, oh, yeah, 1999. Yeah. I mean... It was revolutionary for CGI totally. and those 360 cameras, Matrix, and yeah. Speaking of the uh, the plane crashing scene yeah. and all that, it's interesting because um, they said that in and I didn't know this, but in what? any movie where a plane crashes, did um, they really have this crash in the movie? Yeah, well, it crashes into the sun. Remember? No, I know. I thought like did they? Act- you said anytime, oh, like in the movie, okay, yeah. in the story. So in the in yeah. the story, no, yeah, okay. he, it crashes behind a yeah, behind, behind yeah. a mountain, and there's. I like was a thinking big something poof. else. Yeah, yeah, no, but um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so any movie that has a plane crash mm-hmm. or, or anything like that, if you show it on a plane, that gets edited out. Like if you're like the movie is on an oh, airplane, you know, really? yeah, because the director was saying, hey, if you just saw this movie on 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 an airplane on a flight you probably wouldn't have seen this scene and i didn't know that that was news did they not show that sand scene at all then like where he's like opens his mouth and he swallows them i don't know i think they just said like like where the captain sinks and stuff like that that wasn't in there yeah i wouldn't want to think about plane crashes on a plane no but then i was thinking do you think they ever had lost available on a flight I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> maybe maybe crazy. not that first scene. Yeah. No, that first definitely. episode. Well, it always goes back to that, like every episode. I love Lost. Oh, yeah. I've actually never seen Lost. You've never seen Lost? I know how it ends. I know the, the story. No, you don't know. If you've never seen no, it. No, I know, don't... like, I've read about it. You're My brother tells me I need to watch it, but watching. It's so good. <sighs> I have too many shows I'm watching right now. Yeah, no, it's so good. Um,. My brother keeps telling me, watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm like, when yeah. I have time, when I have time, when I have time. But then, you know, this comes out, that comes out. It's, then we're, that comes we're out in a renaissance. We're in the best time of, of television ever right now. The Lost is out when, when Heroes was out. Like, Heroes Season 1 and 2 were Just amazing. And then after that, do it. but do it. that was a great time for do TV. It. And then the writer's strike happened. That's what happened. Watch Lost. Just huh? do it. I will watch Lost. But... but to go back to The Mummy. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, Let's yeah. not get lost in this conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so one of the limits that the the filmmakers had with this as well is just um, the PG thirteen, and about it? Um, just it was PG thirteen. So there were certain things that they couldn't do. There was like even the look of Emotep being the mummy. He couldn't look too gooey or too realistic. Yeah. Because then it would be rated R. And the Beatles were pretty scary though. Yes, those were and, pretty borderline. And speaking of the beetles, so there's that um, there's that Arabic it, guy. The if real... you guys don't know, these are flesh eating beetles that go into your skin. They 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 dig a hole into your skin, and eventually they'll go up to your brain and eat you eat it alive. You know and, what's funny is to talk about the uh, bugs. When I was like, or when I started really getting into editing, um, I always thought it would be a cool. So I was like 15, maybe. I thought it would always be cool. To have um, a music video to Crawling by Linkin Park with the mummy. This calling? And, and like, crawling in 
basket and then have like the bugs call it and just do like this whole montage of you should do it i'll be your actor yeah you do it no yeah. not an actor dude. oh you just do take, montage okay. yeah just take clips from the mummy and and do it yeah anyways so um what i was talking about the pg-13 rating is there was actually a lot of um, do they cut a lot of stuff they did well it's funny because there's this one scene where the arabic guy where he gets one? Eaten, the one that gets eaten by the the bugs and he hits the guy the that was gonna hang uh yeah hang uh o'connor yeah o'connell i what's his name um he is well oh the warden his name's warden yeah oh he's the yeah. warden of the prison yeah so he he goes there because it's his investment blah, blah blah but apparently in filming um he was supposed to like totally like well as he's crawling through the tunnels yeah to get to that place yeah, I remember. where the beetle yeah. the beetles are his there was supposed to be a shot where his butt crack was showing but instead it was, was like, the beetle supposed to go no well like, oh. it was like a full moon like his whole oh. butt was hanging out and that's rated so, R well you can't have that's like full nudity that's an ass but on top of all the violence like they probably already pushed it I thought you were gonna say like a beetle crawled up his butt or something <laughs> no, and that's no. not entered him no but it gets it gets worse so apparently he didn't have any underwear on for that scene cause he thought you know that the was gonna happen was yeah. so um where he takes his shirt off yeah and you see it crawling yeah I guess uh, <laughs> and here's the story so the director is watching it and there's two screens. There's a wide angle and there's like a, a zoom one. Yeah. And he's looking at the one that's zoomed and he's seeing it and he, and the guy's reacting, taking off his shirt. He's like, ah, right? And he's like, oh, great, cut, awesome. And then I guess his producer's like, we got to do it over. And he's like, why? And he's like, she was looking at it on the wide screen. Yeah. And I guess his when he ripped his shirt on, his like junk was hanging out. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> the button's like. They should put that in deleted scenes. <laughs> And I, and, you know, I was just like, oh my gosh. You know, like, there's just things like that. That was just, I thought that was a funny story for him. They should have just kept it and made it rated R, dude. disgusting. That's nasty. That's comedy, bro. That's, that's comedy. comedy. That's gross. Gross um, or fun? Super gross. So, um, I gotta ask you, Chris. Yes. Do you think this movie still holds up? Um, watching it again, um, I think I liked it better when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I still like the movie. But um, watching it, the story's not as good as I thought it was before. Okay. I thought it was a little slow in the beginning. Like, literally, trying to destroy the moment only takes about, it's like the last half hour. But overall, I liked it still. It just didn't hold up like I thought it would. What about you? I Honestly, like, yes, this is nostalg- like nostalgic for me. I it do, is. I do like this movie a lot. Um I remember watching it with my friend David a lot um, at a, at his house, and we would like as we got older, we started to understand the jokes a little bit more and understand the humor. Um, but does it hold but up? There was something I, I used to watch this all the time. Actually. So did I. Like, like this was like my favorite 11, movie. 12, 13, Like I just would watch this movie a lot. Like I had it on VHS, I had it on DVD. So did I. And um, I don't know. I think it was just that a movie that was just resonated maybe for. Our age group? Yeah. I don't know. It was just... Because well, that's at what the time, there wasn't like a lot of comedy, horror, action. Yeah. I mean, Brendan Fraser was like totally 90s too. Yeah. And I think we were like young enough to like not just write the guy off and he was actually kind of cool. If, if if I could use one word, some of it was corny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Cornier than... 
It wasn't corny for the 90s. No. But, but I think some of it still holds up. Yeah, like, it does. If you've never CGI was great the like, first time. Like, I was impressed. Or even if you're like, oh, The Mummy. Like, I haven't watched that in a while. Like, I would say yeah. watch this one. I still enjoyed you know? it. Like, I haven't seen the, the Tom Cruise one from 2017. Neither have I. I heard it's really bad. Maybe I'll get to it. But, yeah. like, for this one, of course, it's way different than the, the one from the 30s. This did make me want to watch, like, 2, 3, and 4. Because... Or it's like two and three, and then Scorpion King. Right. Because well, yeah, I did enjoy it. I want to see what happens. Next. I, I really the don't Return, remember. Uh, the Mummy Returns was not good. I remember seeing that. It was just, it's whatever. Yeah. But I I watched it because at the time I really like, was obsessed with the Rock. Did you like the Scorpion King? Uh, at the time I did because I no. loved the Rock. Now it's trash. Uh, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't see the one Jet Li, the the Mummy's Tomb or whatever. Oh, I, the, I don't yeah. know what it's called. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I still was entertained. Yeah. So, what are your closing thoughts on the Mummy? The Mummy. Well, let me tell you about the Mummy. Uh, it, it, it brought me back. So I really like that. Any movie that really brings me back. I didn't realize how much I used to watch this until I watched it again. Um, I think it had a great story, uh, great acting. The thing I always talk about, and I've been talking about the whole time, the CGI is what blows me away. At that time is when I think. CGI was being revolutionized and pushed, and that's when I really started getting into those really good movies like The Matrix and all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> you thought I was going to say? You thought I was going to say a list? Well, he. I know. Chris I, grabbed his finger he like goes, he was the doing Matrix. This. He went like The Matrix stuff. and paused, and he's like, all that all right. stuff. And then like the rest of the fingers. Didn't you know, come sometimes like I go blank when I'm on the mic, man. All right. <laughs> Don't embarrass me in front of listeners. Right, it was funny. Okay, so The Matrix and all that stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. All right? Just bear with me, okay? All right. Um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's not as good as I remember, but it was fun. Yeah. And I always enjoy a fun movie, especially with British, beautiful British. What's up, girl? So. Rachel Weiss. And what would you rate this? I'd rate it uh, probably a s- s- 7 out of 10. Seven out of ten. And Seven out of ten. Mm, oh, no. Akamaka <laughs> So if you're just listening to this for the first time, when we rate a, a movie, it's it's not out of stars. It's not um, a rating system like that. We give it, you know, something that's based off of the movie. So you get seven out of ten. Seven what? out of ten. Akamaka <laughs> <laughs> If you guys don't know who that is, that's Emotep's uh, girlfriend. Bae, yeah. That's his bae. Anaksanamunamons. <laughs> I really can never say her name. I never have been able to. Never will. Anaxanamunam. I really can't say it. Anaxanamun. Anyways, Max. Before you bash me further and further and further into the I wish I was in Spanish class with you. Did you take Spanish? No. I took Spanish. Yeah, I got detention like every day. Because how... Okay, the first day of... Okay, sidetrack. First day of Spanish. Our teacher taught us what well, was like the first week. So we had to learn a couple words. And she taught us, yo quiero, which means I want. Right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's going, yo quiero, like whatever Spanish words. I don't know. See how great I did? And then she comes to me and I say, yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, got in trouble? I got Saturday detention. I went to Why? Ca- because it was a serious conversation. Because <laughs> she's like, do you know any other words? And I was like, no, just Taco Bell. <laughs> and the, the whole class laughed, so I embarrassed her. 
So I had to go to Saturday detention and write standards saying, uh, yo quiero, and then like a word that I had to pick out. You know, standards, they don't do that anymore? Are they not allowed to? No. Why? It's considered like capital punishment or something. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> so kids wouldn't understand like the uh, Homer Simpson doing standards and stuff. Bless Bart, you. Bart Simpson? Bart Simpson. What did I say? Homer? Oh. Yeah, Bart. Yeah. Yeah, Bart. Yeah, Bless you. Your hand is covered in snot. That's disgusting. <laughs> and he's wiping on his pants, guys. Are <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get it back at me? Yeah. Yeah, you're disgusting. <laughs> I sneeze. When He's covered to in snot. He's like, but all right. I don't have a sneeze. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now it's all over the place. <laughs> I'm gonna wipe it. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh. Okay. Uh, so seven out of ten. Knock up some other ones. <laughs> okay. Uh, my closing statements is. Um, Your closing statement are. Are. Uh, <laughs> statements <laughs> are. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're putting me on blast on here. I'm gonna put you right back, baby. <laughs> My closing statements are, um, yeah, this movie, I think it still holds up relatively. I mean, like we've talked about, it, it's corny, but there's still a little bit of charm in it. Um, it's got comedy. It's got, I don't know, some scares. I won't even call it horror. Um, there's some action in it. So if, if it's been a while since you've watched this, like, watch it. Mm-hmm. Um if you haven't watched it, as of today, uh, May fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, it's still on Netflix. So it is. Give it a give it a watch. But uh, all of them are on there. Brendan Fraser. This was his height, and up to this point, this is the the, the best top thing he of, had. Yeah, the, the, this is the top. Yeah. So hopefully he can turn it around. Um, I like the cinematography. I like the CG. I like just the. The, this massive sets that they have with like the practical sand sets and the practical sets. It's great. It sounds like I said it's practical sets. Practical sets. <laughs> practical Neither of us can speak today, people. <laughs> um, but I will give this a seven and a half. Oh, wow. Um, oh my gosh. We didn't talk about the coolest thing in this movie. What did we forget? The Mummy Warriors, dude. The Mummy Warriors? Yeah. What, the ones that... Those Mummy Soldiers? Oh, those are those pretty... I even forgot to mention something else, too. Seven oh, man. and a half mummy soldiers. I wanted to talk about that, but what were you going to say? Funny thing about the mummy, my grandma's ex-douchebag boyfriend, um, the mummy ride at Universal. Oh, right. I was the first person, well, the first group of people to actually, me and my brother were actually the first people to go on that ride. How? He, I don't know how he got media event tickets. For Universal's all shut down, and they yeah. had, like, catered food and, like, celebrities there and stuff and we literally uh all they had open was the mummy and you could ride as many times as you want it was probably like a couple hundred people so we just kept going on and on and on we were the first car that went through the, during that thing i don't know how many people actually rode that right before the media got to ride it right at first but right. my brother went out like five or six times awesome. before it actually officially opened to yeah. the public so for those who haven't uh Written that ride, it's in um, Universal. Studios they have it in Hollywood. Orlando, also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I but believe. this one, the one in Universal, it took out the freaking ET ride, which sucks. But it's like a roller coaster that's it's really fun. fast that goes up, and then it goes backwards. Once you said the Warriors, because there's a lot of Warriors you pass. Right, when you're going right, through it. right. Yeah. So no, I I love those uh, the Mummy Warriors, and it's actually cool because this movie, um, there's more than one mummy. 
It's not just one yeah. guy. It's yeah, we've like got a bunch of that. Our bands. There's, there's mummy soldiers. There's mummy priests. There's a mummy chick. There's a bunch of... should be called the mummy. It should be called the mummies. Mummies. I just think Max forgot about that because I just kind of like took a blow to the face with him with my uh, I didn't like Endgame that much kind of thing. So <laughs> he probably has that at the back of his head. But <laughs> No, it's all good. No, um, yeah. No, I did want to actually talk about the Universal because they also had a, a maze. I don't know if you remember. I remember. It was, it was oh, yeah. It was a permanent maze for a while, wasn't it? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I had, this is like 2000. So this must have been like right after the movie came out, but they had a, a maze and you would walk in. It was like the tomb and they had mummies and stuff. So there was one time I went there with my friend and I, I'd been, because I had a season pass, I knew where every single guy was. Yeah. So I wasn't serious that the guy popped out and he's like, wow. And I went, and then he like I just started shaking and he's like oh my god are you okay and I go <laughs> they probably have to ask I look at him and I go yeah and then there was like this pause and he goes oh like, boo <laughs> probably didn't want to like and kill like, somebody no I, I just I remember that like I thought it was so funny he broke character so yeah that's the mummy ride and the mummy maze yep. at Universal I got to go on it before everybody else I'm I pretty know, cool you're, you're special Bow Wow went on so, it so Bow Wow you, you Bow, Bow Wow was there, there. We saw a bunch of actors, but I don't really get starstruck. I never do. I don't know why. It's I was weird. like Bow Wow in his prime. Did you say what? Yeah, Bow Wow Wow Wow. Bow Wow Wow Wow. Bow Wow Yippee Oh Yippee Yeah, I saw him. Like whatever. Mike. There's a bunch of like actors. Like Mike. Oh, I never saw it. The <laughs> basketball movie. Yeah, he plays like Michael Jordan. Oh really? But uh, yeah. What's your rating? Now that we're back to that. Uh, it was seven of seven, seven and a half. <laughs> Out of. Um, oh my gosh, seven and a half warriors, the mummy warriors. Out of ten, war- ten warriors. Ten, yes. We're having a lot of word vomit today. <laughs> well, unfortunately, that's the end of our episode. It's the end of our review of the mummy, nineteen ninety nine. But after we defeated Emotep, after he tried to resurrect his love, Samaka Simone. <laughs> um. We defeated Emotep. We defeated his mummy shenanigans and his mummy squad, his mummy warriors, his mummy stuff. We got to go into the DeLorean and travel back to the future. Later, people. Welcome to the... <laughs> I threw you off, huh? Hear that baritone fart? So maybe you kept on saying that. Mamaka Simone or something like that. Mamaka Simone. Hang on, where is it? Let me try to read it. I bet I can't even... Okay. Amaxa Simone. Amaxa Simone. Wait, say it one more time. Amaxa Simone. <laughs>